The Courageous Coaching Podcast is hosted by Sophia Antoine, a certified life coach supporting women in their efforts to improve their self-esteem. Today, we're talking about life, relationships, and everything in between. Take it away, Sophia. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Courageous Coaching Podcast. My name is Sophia Antoine, and I'm a certified life and relationship coach. This day, I have with me the wonderful, awesome, stupendous, and I know I say that a lot, but all of the women who are here are stupendous, but I have Shaniqua Johnson with us. She is a registered nurse, a health and a life coach, a motivational speaker, an author, as well as an entrepreneur. She is doing it all, ladies. So... Instead of listening to me gab about her, I am going to let her introduce herself because she can tell you better than I can. So welcome this morning. It is a pleasure to have you on the Courageous Coaching Podcast. So take it away. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sophia. It is a pleasure. It is an honor to be here with you on today. I am super excited to be here to talk to all of these courageous women who are taking a step to live better lives. So as you mentioned, I am Shaniqua Johnson. I am a registered nurse. And where my focus is, is in my business, A Better You, where I'm trying my very, very best to help women understand their truest potential, to help them live their best lives mentally, physically, and spiritually. Because what I have found, if you don't have balance in all three of those areas, you are going to struggle. There is going to be some area of lack in your life. And I don't think any of us have been been born to live in lack. We have been born with a purpose to live abundant, fulfilling lives. So it is just really my uh, my life's uh, dream just to help women realize how great we truly are. Wow, that's amazing. Um, just hearing you say that, it, it gives me chills because we, um, for lack of a better word, we have the same mission. We can we can yeah. bounce off of each other and we can we can help each other. But I truly love the health aspect, the mental health aspect, because we are sort of conditioned to think that talking about mental health is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a bad day, you can't talk about it. Or even say on social media, you can't post anything negative for fear of the backlash. So focusing on mental health in women, what have you seen? What do you see that needs to be enhanced? What needs to be addressed? Just just talk about it. What needs to be enhanced? Well, first of all, I believe women need to be walking in their truth. It is okay to walk in your truth. That's where you're going to find healing. If you're covering things up, if you're hiding things, if you're you're only telling half the story, that's where that's where the the enemy has a chance to come in and and to start playing these mind games these mental games with you but when you are a, a open book when you when it's like this is full disclosure then no one has uh, an arrow to come at you with if you've already put it out there and you say hey this is my story this is my truth and and now it's time for you to find your healing in it and and oftentimes i think a lot of we just we bundle stuff up. 
because we want to have this image of being this strong, confident woman. But you don't think strong, confident women have days where we feel like we don't have it all together or we feel like uh, we need somebody to rub our shoulders and say it's going to be okay. Like we all mm -hmm. go through it, even the very, very strong. So I just say, listen, it's time that we all just start walking in our truth. No, we don't have to um, disclose everything to everybody. Like, you don't have to get on social media and say, you know, I'm having trouble paying my rent. I, you know, this is what's going on. No, you don't have to disclose it on that level. But you've got to be honest with yourself. Like, so that's where I want women to start. I want women to start being honest at the very, very least with themselves. Right. To say, hey, look, this is what happened to me. These are my struggles. These are my areas of weakness. Because it's in our areas of weakness where we find our inner strength. And I am a living testimony to that. Like, I can never come up on stages and, and on platforms and tell people anything that I have not gone through. And unfortunately in life, unfortunately but fortunately, I've had to go through some stuff. Right. I've had to go through some stuff and I had to be able to walk in my truth. Do I struggle in certain areas? Oh, absolutely. Because we all do. Nobody here is perfect. So we have to just be willing to say, you know what? I'm going to stand in my truth. And in my areas of weakness, I'm going to celebrate those weaknesses because that is where I am going to find my strength. That is where I'm going to find my true beauty. And once you're able to hold your head up high, there ain't nothing, nobody, nowhere can say to you to bring you down. Your truth is your truth. And once you're walking in that, you're untouchable. You're untouchable. And that's where agree. we grow. That's where we grow. Yeah, I completely agree. Just just acknowledging it, even if it's only to yourself. It, that's right. It, just saying the words, or even if you if you can't bring yourself to say it, write it. Right. Yes. So yes. to me, that that's amazing. But let me ask you this: You said walk in your truth, and that yes. kind of brings me to the whole thing that some people are taught when they're growing up, what happens in this house stays in this house. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. is so detrimental to people because they're conditioned to think they can never tell or disclose the things that have happened to them, especially to a mental health professional or even to a coach like, like we are. So mm -hmm. what do you say to someone who's been taught that? How, I mean, meet them where they are at the very beginning they are listening to this podcast. What would you say to encourage them to let them know it's safe to seek out someone to speak to professionally? Not someone that's your friend or you think that's your friend that's going to go back and tell it, but an actual professional. Yes. Um, it is very important to speak to a mental health specialist. Um, and you can start with your doctor. Not everybody, not everybody has a therapist. Not everybody has, you know, and, and they have that stigma, that stigma in society to say, oh my God, if you talk to um, uh, a therapist, what's wrong with you? You crazy? What's wrong with you? Right. But I say at least start the conversation with your primary care physician. 
to say, hey, listen, this is what I'm going through. In fact, I actually did the very same thing. That's where I had to start because I knew that there was something going on with me. I did not like the way I was feeling. I felt as though I was spiraling out of control. And I knew I knew that in order for me to survive, there had to, there had to, I had to come to some type of uh, level where I was going to be able to get help. So I started out with just bringing up the discussion to my GYN doctor. So I went to the GYN doctor and I just said, listen, I got to be honest with you. I haven't been feeling good lately. And she was like, well, tell me more. What, What do you mean by when you say that? And right. that was like me shedding. I was I was starting to shed. So I began to tell her, you know, what I was actually going, you know, what was actually going on with me, how I was feeling. And she says, okay, let me refer you to somebody. Okay. Now, when I got referred to a doctor, they started, you know, talking to me and, and they wanted, you know, put me on medications and the medications didn't do well with me, things of that nature. And I said, okay, wait a minute, maybe this is not quite the route that I need to take. I don't necessarily believe that I needed medications, at least not at that point. But I said, you know what? I do need to talk about this and I need to get into an area where I can openly talk about this without any fear of any type of repercussions, without any, you know, fear that somebody was, um, you know, going to put it on social media or anything. So I ended up going to another doctor and he was actually a therapist. And what he, what he taught me, and and it's funny because I am a registered nurse. So you would think, oh, you should know everything you need to know about, about health. But there was one beautiful thing that he taught me. He taught me to analyze my dreams. Wow. And I found that my dreams were my subconscious feelings um, of what was going on in my life playing out. So it made me become more aware of my inner self. So I took that little bit that he gave me and I stretched it out into something huge. And it was so very therapeutic for me. And what I began to do was to write down my dreams. Mm. And from writing down my dreams, I also began to write down how I was feeling. So I started that road to, to journaling. And when I would even read back what I had written on a sheet of paper, it was therapeutic for me. So I would tell people, okay, you got to start somewhere. And I would suggest going to your doctor and starting the conversation. But at the very least, as you mentioned earlier, Sophia, start writing it down. Because when you write it down, that's you opening up the wounds. In fact, one of my clients, I had her begin her journaling process. And it was painful for her. It was painful, but I told her, you don't have to dredge everything up all in one sitting. Right. You take it in little doses. You write out one little thing and then you sit in it. Yep. You sit in a chair and you take those few sentences that you wrote down that hurt that you started tapping into the surface. You write that down and then you don't write anymore. And then you sit in it. Mm -hmm. You read it back. 
you reflect in it and now you start the healing process and say okay how can i move on from this point not everything you don't write everything this person said that that no you just start somewhere right. and once you open the door you've got to be willing to feel you've got to be willing to feel it and it doesn't always feel comfortable Nope. But you've got to be positioned in a place where one, you've got somebody there to help you, somebody that's going to support you through this feeling process. Because if you get all up in your feelings, you know, your feelings can be a horrible thing. Yes. But if you've got somebody there, your therapist, your coach, your, your doctor, somebody that can help you process what it is you're feeling then you're able to get through it. So I would tell her, breathe through it, honey. I know this is not this is not comfortable, but breathe through it. Liken to when you're in labor and you've yeah. got your, you know, your Lamaze coach or you've got somebody in there saying, okay, well, just breathe, bear down and breathe through it. So that is what we worked on. And and it was a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And and with each sitting, when she sat down and she understood and she would come to me and she said, Shanique, well, you know what? That wasn't my fault. And I said, do you forgive yourself? Wow. She said, I forgive myself because it was not my fault. And wow. I said, okay, write down the next one. And she was like, oh my God, my head is spinning from the last one. And I said, okay, breathe through it. Right. But then we've got to move on. And that's where you start the healing. Awesome. You've got to get down to the surface. You've got to go down to the root of what is causing you the hurt, what is causing you the pain, what is causing you not to sleep at night. And these issues can manifest themselves into physical symptoms. So if you're struggling with migraines and you're struggling with high blood pressure, it could be due to these, these uh, mental issues that you are just covering up and covering up and you're putting a smile on your face and you're putting your lipstick on and your foundation and you're going about the, into the world. No, there has to come a time where you wash your face, you wash all of that facade off and yep. you look at who you truly are and what is truly going on with you no it's not an easy process nobody promises that this is going to be easy but is it necessary mm. absolutely if you want to soar in life Honey, you got you to take the weave out. You got to take the makeup off. You got to yeah. take the false eyelashes off. You got to get rid of all of that in order to be able to love the true you. Absolutely. That is beautiful. Thank you. You said everything that needed to be said. Honey. <laughs> you make me want to pull off some stuff and just ugly cry. You have to. You have yeah. to. And that's where you get that healing when you bear your soul. And again, you don't have to do this on a, on a media platform. You don't have to get on Facebook live and bear your soul to right. people. What you do at some point need to sit in a room, whether it's by yourself or with a true confidant and bear your soul and then begin to work on a plan to find your healing. 
And yeah, you're gonna do that ugly crime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, a guarantee. Few a few times. A few a few times, yeah. 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 So yeah. It's, it's, it's a guarantee. And you yeah. know, it's it's purging. You you it need is. it. Because it's it dredging up things that have been there for years and years and years that you never allowed yourself to feel and you and some things that you've never allowed yourself to mourn. Yeah. You just keep pushing through. And you can even mourn when things don't go right. Right. Mourning is not even like, oh, someone died, you know, there's a a loss. It can also be that that didn't work out. Exactly. This was the plan that I had set forth, Mm -hmm. and that plan did not work out. And yes, sometimes you've got to go through a mourning process to say, okay, I'm sad, I'm hurt, I'm angry that Mm -hmm. this plan didn't work. But guess what? I got to find the strength to start again. Absolutely. and try something else and I, I like that it's necessary i like that so much because so many people just teach you oh you got to think positive and everything will be positive and and mm-hmm. um everything's going to work out and it but that's not true and they do their clients such a disservice because everything's not going to work out everything's not going to be positive all the time you can have a positive outlook on a negative situation but everything will not be positive all the time, nor will you get your way all the time. That's true. True indeed. Let me ask you this. Let me backtrack just a little bit because you said Mm -hmm. you tried tried meds for a little bit and they didn't Mm -hmm. work out for you. Right. First, I want want you to address, please, that there's no shame in having to take the meds. They just didn't work for you in particular. And just to piggyback on that, um, listening to your body. Mm -hmm. when, When you ingest something realize how it makes you feel Mm -hmm. so if if you can um just address those two for me yes absolutely so one of the issues that i've dealt with in my life has been mental illness it has been depression i suffered with depression uh through my my tumultuous marriage uh, which ended up in a divorce, it left me feeling really, really depressed. And I had to process everything that I was feeling, everything that I was going through. So when I reached out to the doctor and they referred me to uh, another doctor who was uh, prescribing me uh, antidepressant medication, because that's what they know to do. So depending on the type of doctor you go to, they deal with what's in their specialty. So they put me on these medications, which as a registered nurse, I was okay with trying because I said I needed to feel better. So if this was going to make me feel better, I was going to take it. But for me, what ended up happening with the medications is it was making my hands jittery. Mm. I'm a registered nurse. Exactly. I can't. I, I can't have jittery hands now. Y'all don't me. want me coming and giving you <laughs> medication, and I got my jittery hands, right? right? So I said I had to seek an alternative route, and the route that I went, I went to God. God was my source of help, and I said, "Okay, Lord, wait a second. This I can't do this. I cannot have my my livelihood compromised mm-hmm. um, because of this situation. So I had to try alternative ways. So I sought out the Lord, led me to a therapist. We just went the the mental right, like just really focusing on 
what was going on for me and helping me to process without the medications. So if you're to the point where you need the medications, listen, I co-sign that. I say, go ahead, do what it is that you have to do in order to get better. But not all the times we've got to jump to medication. Sometimes it is just a matter of let's talk about it. Let's see what's going on. Maybe you need to be on medications temporarily, right. which is fine. But you right. definitely have to find out what is right for for your body and what it is that you stand in the need of at that particular time. Now I say it like that for a reason because today um, being we're, we're in April, you may just need to talk to somebody. Yes. But if say by June, you're still not feeling better, you're feeling some other kind of ways, well then you need to try something different. And I stress that because we've got to reevaluate, and that's a part of the, the nursing process that I've been taught. You've got to reevaluate. So when you try a, an intervention, if that intervention is not working, if you're not meeting the goals that you have set forth to meet, then you need to try something else. Because we all know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting something else to happen. So if you're not getting better in one area, well, then you might need to start implementing a plan to try something different. So I'm very, very uh, particular about letting people know it, it there is no shame. I, Shaniqua Johnson, registered nurse, has been on medication for depression. Yes, I am not ashamed of that. Because what it means is now I can talk to somebody else mm. who has to take them who, or who's debating on whether or not to take them. I am not ashamed of my stripes. Do you think the tigers in the jungle are ashamed of their stripes? Absolutely no. Not. I earned those stripes honestly. God right. gave me those stripes. And me having a season where I had to take antidepressants is just another stripe on my on my on my chest and I am able to walk with my head held high and counsel people and encourage people and advise people to help them get through to help them earn their stripes right because we've got to go through this process Sophia there's no way we can get around it we right. got to feel what we're feeling. We've got to mm -hmm. process what we've got to process. And we've got to earn those stripes. Do we want to? No. Did, I, did I volunteer to have depression? No. Absolutely not. Right. If God had asked me, I'd have said, no, thank you, sir. Try something <laughs> else. I would not have taken it. No, no. Did God ask me if I wanted to go through a divorce? Mm -hmm. No, because if it were up to me, I'd be like, I'm a pass. You know, right. take that on to somebody else. No, we do not get a chance to pick and choose what it is we want to experience in life. But we've got to understand that it is for a reason. So if it gives me this stripe um, and what I call it a badge of honor, because there's no shame in it. There's no oh. dishonor. It is honor. I am able to now help other people. So God put me through that and he helped me to get through it. Why? So now I can take all of these people who are suffering with the same thing and help them through. Yeah. And I love How it. How beautiful That's is that? That is beautiful amazingly is that? beautiful. That is amazingly beautiful. And I can tell you too, so I myself, I've had to take um, medication as well 
years ago, but um, at, before I was really in tune with my health, but like you, I knew something was wrong and I felt, I just felt off. I wasn't, not to say I wasn't happy all the time because it's impossible mm -hmm. to do that, but I was sad all the time. Mm -hmm. So it was necessary. I went to my doctor and I said, hey, I need help. And yeah. I started getting it and I started talking. And then even I can, when I shared with my father that I had gone to a doctor and was going to take medication, it, the first thing I was met with was negativity. Yes. And it was like, okay, so I'm not telling you anything anymore. Yeah. It, yeah. it causes you to turn away. But I, that's just to say this, it's okay if you take them because it didn't stop me. It didn't stop mm -hmm. me. I, I carried on with my therapy. I carried on with my meds until I reached a point where I didn't need it anymore to where I was strong enough to withstand what it is that I was going through. And I was okay with having the feelings that I was feeling. So, and that was much long. It was longer before um, I became a health, um, you're the health coach, not me, a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> but it was long before that. And it took me to have to go through this process to find the way through so I can lead other people. Absolutely. Because the last thing someone wants to do is listen to somebody who hasn't been through what they've gone through. It's so true. It's what true. right do you have to tell me? But let me ask you this then. I, I hear it in you. I hear it in our conversation thus far. You're a motivational speaker as well as an yes. author. Tell me mm -hmm. about your books because it comes across just in this conversation that, mm -hmm. that you're motivating. I mean, it, it, it's coursing through your veins. I hear it. So, yeah. tell me about, <laughs> girl, you, you was preaching good. I didn't even want to say nothing. <laughs> uh, I had to catch myself and say, oh, I need to talk back to her. Um, yes, yes, yes. But what your books, tell us about your books. Where can we yes. find them? What are they about? Tell me the names. Listen, talk to us. Absolutely. Uh, my baby, this, this was my very, very first book. My very first book project is titled, I Didn't Know My Own Strength, How mm -hmm. My Faith Moved My Mountains. So in this book, I am basically walking the readers through a process that I was going through, even while I was writing the book. So it's so funny to me in the book where, you know, you think most of the people like they, they've got their concept and they write about it and they move on. No, during my writing process, when things were coming up against me, these mountain-sized problems, mm -hmm. I even start talking about that so so in this book I'm telling you know I'm telling the readers um, my journeys my struggles and how I had to find my faith faith was that that seed that helped me to move these obstacles these mountain-sized obstacles out of my way and and also what I love about this book is that it has these moments of reflection pages Ooh. where people actually get to I give you the tools that I use uh -huh. and now you're able to actually work through it yourself. So the book itself is like a, like a motivational session. It's like a, a coaching session with me. I actually had a, a young lady who read the book and she was like, oh my God, I felt like you were right there in the room with me and we were just having a conversation. Right. And you were asking me some key questions and I was writing it down. And I was like, that's beautiful because that's actually the purpose that if you can pick up this book and you can read this book and you can actually walk away with some, some tools, something that you can actually start applying in, in your life while you're reading the book, mm -hmm. the better. Like that is just absolutely 
awesome with it. So I am so very proud of that book. And it has helped numerous, numerous people find their inner strength because we have it inside of us. But when when you're going through a divorce, when you're struggling with depression, when things are not going your way, oftentimes we can't see it. And you can start out with a little pebble. Mm. Problems start out as pebbles. And then when you don't address them, they start getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So now they're rocks and then they turn into boulders. And now you've got this huge mountain standing in your way. And you're at a point like, oh my God, how am I going to get through this? And the beautiful part about mountains, yes, they stand, they stand tall and they stand in our way. But we don't, just imagine the strength it would have to take. You would have to have so much strength to knock it down, right? Yeah. Can you just imagine yourself trying to knock down a mountain? That would take an insurmountable amount of strength. Yeah. Or maybe we can climb the mountain, right? Because we've got people that, that train and they climb mountains for a living. Okay, so how much time do you think it's going to take you to climb the mountain? How much physical strength and endurance are you going to need to have to climb the mountain? But the beautiful thing about God and what he tells us about these mountains, that all we have to do is open our mouth yes, and tell the mountain to move from here to there. Mm-hmm. So you can, you need to discover your inner strength because you, we all have the power. We all have that power and that power starts with us opening our mouths. So when we talked about before, you know, you walking in your truth, telling your story, well, that's where you find your power. Absolutely. And you do have the power to tell that mountain that's standing in your way to move, simply put. So that's my first book. Mm-hmm. which I'm still nourishing. I'm still cultivating that book because it is truly helping um, people. I have, um, I have a friend who is a marriage and a family therapist, and they actually recommend that book to their clients to start tapping in to the surface, trying to figure out what's really going on in their relationship. So that's what I love that book. I didn't know my own strength because we have to understand how strong we truly are. And that led me to then partner up with some other amazing individuals and write some chapters in a book. I have a book titled, um, I'm a co-author in a book titled Reach Your Greatness. Mm-hmm. I am in a very powerful book titled Women Inspiring Nations, where 25 women decided to walk in our truths. And we are celebrating and we are helping other women walk in their truth oh, wow. all across the nations. We just had an amazing book launch event and we went, we started out at the United Nations and we had a beautiful luncheon and uh, Mickey Taylor from Essence Magazine was actually one of the, she wrote our foreword. So oh. she joined us for, um, for our luncheon and it was fantastic. So I'm telling you, my and in fact oh that i almost forgot i've got another book project that's about to be released this summer titled black woman a black woman by birth mm. champion 
by choice. All right, now. So you you see you see like I am so into empowering women. I'm so into empowering women and and just showing them their inner strength because we are some fly, sophisticated, fierce, powerful beings. And if we don't believe that, if we don't believe that for ourselves, Mm. then who else is going to believe it, right? So we've got to start from within. We got to start by looking within ourselves. So I love writing books that encourage people to discover what their inner strength is and, and just live in that. Yes. I loved it. I love it. Oh, I I think I'm encouraged for the rest of the day. day. I'm trying to tell you. Awesome. Listen, on top of all that you do now, wait, let me ask, are you still practicing direct care? Are you still the registered nurse? I am. I am still a registered nurse. Um, that's not going to change. Okay. Um, but I am no longer in um, the practical setting where I am at currently is academia. So oh. I am a college professor, and I am lending my motivation and my empowerment to help mold and shape our future nurses. That because I gotta get them right. I got to yes. get them right so that when we need health care and we need assistance, I am trying to push these 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 new generation of nurses that are coming forth. I'm trying to push them to walk in their greatness so That's they can help amazing. others. I, and I love that because I have my, my personal um, issues with direct care because mm-hmm. the ones I feel, I feel they either work too long and mm-hmm. get burned out because you know the hours are endless for a yes. for a registered nurse the hours are endless you can you can work at a hospital plus you can go to an agency and you can do all that and they try to get all the hours and they start working 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 and i understand it starts from a place of passion which this is has nothing to do with just because you're a nurse i'm saying it mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. they start from a place of passion and then it it turns into something else yeah so they true. need to be taught that make some balance Mm-hmm. Because my husband recently had a, a kidney transplant, and while a couple of the nurses were were good, notice I say a couple because we had mm-hmm. two two stints where we were there in the hospital for more than a week. So only I can say only a couple were were good, and I understand they have the backstory. Let me tell you, I, as a career, I staff nurses, so I I interact with them often. So mm-hmm. it's like they they get to a place where. Um, they just don't have the passion for it. Now it's just sustaining yourself and you make so much money that you um, you live above your means. So now you're just trying yeah. to take care of that. Yeah. Which again, this has nothing to do with the, the episode or you. I'm just saying it from personal experience because you're a pre- professor and you can take that back. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And there is, it has to be a balance. And I do try to teach these nurses, you know, these nursing students that like, you do have to be, have a balance. You do have to start about your why, you know, you know, in business and as life coaches and health 
coaches, we always talk about people like, what's your why? So even yeah. with the nurses, I'm like, why are you doing this? Yes. Is it because you want a, a fat paycheck at the end of the at the end of the week, or is it because you genuinely want to help people? Right. If you're doing this for the money, you're going to burn out, give or take five years tops. Yeah. But if you're doing this because it's your heart, when they give you ten patients to take care of, mm. you're going to be heart driven. Right. You're going to be heart driven and you're going to say, you know what, this is not an ideal situation, but I'm going to make this work because exactly. I care about these people. So exactly. it is about finding that balance. And it, it, it is a shame. It is a shame that anyone would ever have to say that there was only a few out of all that they encountered, that there was only a yeah. few. So I got, I got to put, I got some work to do. I got a hard job, don't I? I got a hard yes, job. You do. You it's do. a hard job. It's not as easy as most would think no, it is, not. but it is really hard to really uh, change the mind, to mm. change the culture of what people think about nursing. So I've got that in, and, and I, and I work my hardest, I work my hardest at it to not only give them the knowledge, but to also show them what it's about. And that's the beauty of my life and how God has used my life. I've been in so many different areas. I started out working in the hospitals and then I went to home care, which I loved. I grew so much doing home care. And so now I went and then I, I started my own business. I started doing coaching and now I'm teaching. So I'm getting a broad base of, of, of experience throughout this whole healthcare industry. And it's been, it's been fabulous. It's been fabulous. I'm sure. I'm sure. And not to say that the nurses that the other nurses we had weren't good, but, mm-hmm. and trust me, cause the patients, I mean, the people, patients, the patients, yeah. They mm-hmm. can work your nurse, and not even the patients, their family members. True. True they, we need a class on being a family member of a patient. Because, <laughs> That's um, a good one. That's right, a good one. Plus, I understand, because we know emotions are high, because having worked yes. in direct care as well as, as in the staffing side, I, and my husband being a patient himself, I under, I've seen it from all aspects. Oh, no. One second. Okay. So, listeners, that's how you know it's live because it's going off. But, um, pardon the interruption, but it's like the patients, the family members of the patients, Mm -hmm. they know how to interact with nurses, too. That's true. That's true. They, your family member isn't that person, that nurse's only patient that they have to take care of. Because when you have call lights going off one after the other after the other, um, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And you're trying to satisfy everybody. And like I said, nine times out of ten, it's not even the patient that needs something. It's the family member that wants to demand something for the patient. Mm-hmm. They, let the nursing people do the, what the nursing people do and just sit down. That's right, right, right. Okay, but you know, we all have the right. We all have the, the right to want what we want and want right. the best for not only ourselves but for our loved ones. Mm-hmm. And as nurses, we we're I'm teaching them. They've got to learn how to work around that. Absolutely, it's not an ideal situation. But you know what? If you were that patient, mm-hmm. what would you want? And that's why I teach them that all the time. What would you want done 
for you. How would you want somebody reacting to you? Yes, you've got 10 other patients to tend to, but what kind of care would you want if that one person was you? So it goes both ways. And, you know, we have to, we have to bring forth that understanding. We really do. Right. And like you said, we just need to understand each other and try to put ourselves in the other person's shoes. And I think the whole direct care um, industry would be so much different. And a lot of nurses or doctors or whomever wouldn't get a bad rap because it's really we're all people and we're all after the same thing. That's true. And and again, listeners, still nothing to do with it, but you may have a person that interacts with a nurse or you may remember this episode after you're in the hospital or whatever's going on and it's beneficial. You just need, you needed to hear it. Okay. Absolutely. Entrepreneurship. Now, how has that been for you? What was your experience? Because I know a lot of women, they have an idea and they want to start, but something holds them back and Mm -hmm. just encourage them in just try it. My whole thing is just start it. If it doesn't go as you intend, so be it. Follow it through. And just to say you did it, if it doesn't work, go do something else. But that's that's my thing. What do you, what do you suggest? I actually, I've, I've coined this phrase that has been my, my, my mantra for 2018. And it is, you might as well. I know that's right. You've got this idea in your head. You might as well. Mm. Everybody else is doing it. And, and I, if you don't believe me, walk your neighborhood. Yeah. Walk your neighborhood and look at what you see. Yes, you see McDonald's. Yes, you see CVS. You see all of these corporate chains. But sprinkled in there, you see Sonny's Daycare. You see uh, Frank's Pizza. You see, you know, Tony's Mom and Pop pharmacy so you see these little stores and basically what that is that is somebody who just said you know what i might as well if everybody else is doing it and it's beneficial to them you might as well and i'm i'm a firm believer of i always have to have a safety net that's just me that's shaniqua that's how i like to rock i will do it if there's a safety net Right. So me starting my business, I did not throw everything. I didn't throw caution to the wind. I didn't quit my job. I said, let me start small and I'll still have my my full time job or my part time job. I'll still work so that my bills get paid. And that's my safety net. So I always say if you have and we all have a vision, we all have purpose in this life. But most of the time we're too scared to act on it. Exactly. I always knew I was good at writing from when I was when I was young I used to write you know journal entries I used to write papers for school read them back and I'd be thoroughly entertained by what I wrote <laughs> I know I would I, I, my, my old journals from when I was a teenager I used to I used to read back over them I'm like that was funny like girl you're good like but I never <laughs> thought I would be an author mm. Until one day God told me I was going to be an author. Exactly. And I was like, I'm like, you sure? You, you sure that's for me? <laughs> and he was like, yes, you, I've called you to be an author. So I said, okay, if God says I'm called to be an author, I might as well. Right. If his word says I can do all things, all not things. some things, all things, mm-hmm. well, then you might as well. Right. If God says you you can do all things you might as well so you might as well start that business you might as well write that book and you might as well take the chance on you because you never know whose life is going to be impacted by that chance that you took 
But if you sit down and, and you've got this beautiful idea and you've got this beautiful format, but you don't know how to get it started, or you're too scared to get it started, or you're too scared that it's not going to pay off, or you're too scared that nobody's going to frequent your business, and you let fear stop you, then what you've just done is impacted somebody else's life. Because true. there's somebody who's on the brink of mm. death. Mm. There's somebody whose life depends on you putting in the work today. So I say to all of your listeners, and look, this is courageous coaching, right? Yes, so ma'am. You've got to step out and you've got to be courageous because it's not always about you. Yes, you may benefit from it. You may become a multimillionaire. You may be a household name, but it really isn't always about us. It's about how we are impacting someone else. Yes. God specifically, and I actually said this to myself as I was walking across campus, because let me tell you, I took a, a significant pay cut to become a college professor from where I was working as a registered nurse. I took a substantial pay cut and I was walking across or across campus the other day. This was actually this week. Mm -hmm. And I was saying to God, I was like just talking and walking across campus. And I said to God, I said, why do you have me here? Mm. What, 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 why did I take a substantial pay cut to be here. Now, don't get me wrong. I love what I do. I love empowering and teaching the students, but I just wanted to talk to God to make sure that I had did the right thing. I did right. what he said to do. So I'm asking God and I said, God, what, what, why am I here again? Like, can you just remind me of that mm -hmm. um, to just keep me going? Because sometimes you need a reminder to keep Absolutely. you going. And, and I heard God say, there's somebody here. Mm there's somebody here I need you to help wow and I am God's servant mm -hmm. I am his usable vessel so if he needs me to be somewhere to help somebody now I don't know how many people it is I don't know if it's the hundreds of students whose lives I've touched thus far or if it's one person but what I did say is there is somebody who God has the heart for somebody who is in the forefront of his brain that he would say, here's my girl Shaniqua and I love the work that she does for me and I'm going to move her from her comfort zone. I'm going to move her from where she was making this money and I am going to strategically place her in your life. So God move me there for somebody else's purpose. Right. Because how does that, how does that benefit me? How does me taking a pay cut necessarily benefit me? Okay. I get a new experience, but no, there's more. And I'm willing to take that pay cut. I'm willing to sacrifice that because it means that I am there on purpose. Right. Not by accident, but on purpose. And when you're someplace on purpose, then you are purpose driven. So it doesn't matter how much money they pay you. It doesn't matter how much stress it is. It doesn't matter how many papers you've got to grade. You are there on purpose. So you walk on purpose. So when I go there and I'm like, okay, Lord, who is it? Show me who needs my story, who needs my encouragement, who needs my help. And then I go to work. Yeah. That's when I go to work. I don't go to work when I start teaching the nursing concepts. I go to work, work 
when I start pouring into uh, these young women and these young men who have a passion in life, who want to do something in life. And when I show them the windows of opportunity that they can do more, that's when I'm living on purpose. How selfish of me would it be to say, mm -mm, I'm not going. They don't pay me enough. I'm not going. Right. And then that person that God has there waiting for me now doesn't get what they need. Hmm. That would be selfish. Yeah. So I say to your listeners who have a purpose, they already know what it is that they're supposed to be doing and they're not doing it. Stop being selfish. Oh, stop being selfish. It's not always about you. God will make it about you later on. But right now it's about you fulfilling your purpose, your calling in this life. And what I say to you all is you might as well. You this. might as well give it a chance because you don't know whose life is going to be impacted. You might be training uh, or impacting the, the next Oprah. You mm -hmm. might be impacting uh, the next Steve Jobs. So we, who are we to say who we going to deliver our gift to? No, you deliver your gift to whoever God says deliver your gift to. And if you're fortunate enough to know what it is that you're supposed to be doing, God has already dropped that seed, that business plan in your lap. Well, then it's up to you to cultivate it, to link up with people who is going to help you. Because we can't do it all by ourselves. So sometimes we need people for advice. Sometimes we need people for guidance. But if you already got that, that memo that says this is what you were called to do, you don't want to leave this earth without having gotten it done. Exactly. Leave here. You don't want to leave it. That's right. For everything that God has given you, even if it was a, a twinkle, you, mm. you thought you heard it. You got this feeling. You don't really know. Well, then it's worth you investigating it. Yeah. It's worth you linking up with somebody and, and running the idea past them to see uh, where you can grow with it. Because, and a lot of people, they always claim, oh, I'm struggling. Paycheck to paycheck. Well, that's because you ain't worked that gift yet. Yes. You don't struggle when you work your gift. Mm. Even though I'm taking a pay cut, I'm not struggling right. because I am working my gift. As long as I work what God has given me, I'm going to be all right. Mm -hmm. And there are some days, I'll be honest with you, when that bank account is looking real thin. Mm -hmm. But I know I'm going to be all right because I have faith. And it is my faith in God that moves those mountains yeah. out of my way. Exactly. Uh, and I always revert back to, um, you've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed That's begging right. bread. So right. regardless of what it looks like with your natural eye, mm -hmm. listen, mm -hmm. there's always yes. a ram in the thicket. Yes. Yes. Come on, Sophia. I'm telling you, you might taste it on your journey. You might have to. You might have to sacrifice. Yes. Yes. But that ram is gonna be there waiting on you when you. It absolutely there. is. Obedient and listen, because you yes. might as well. Because that's what you, you might do. as well. That's right. You might as well. Might so as if, well. if if you, if your listeners need um, 
assistance with cultivating mm -hmm. and building this business plan. Well, I say to them to seek out guidance from someone. Right. Get a business coach or, or at least sit under somebody that has a business yes. and talk to them. See what they'd be willing to pour into you to see if it's worth you taking the leap of faith. But can I But I'm you here that? to tell you it is. Go ahead, love. Listen, please don't go to a business coach that can't produce fruit. Yes. You yes. know them by their fruits. Yes. Too many business coaches are out here telling, well, too many people. Uh, out yes. here telling you they're business coaches and they mm -hmm. don't have a sustainable business themselves. Yes, that's so true. Please, that's right. Please, that's please, right. Please. You know them by their fruit. Know what? before you go. Like, don't mm -hmm. just jump into it. Watch people. Right. And that's and like look at their look at their fruit, right? right? Watch them. Take a moment. Take a few times. You know, you can go to a conference of theirs and just watch. Don't be so impulsive. Right. Just watch that's all you have and to see do. if they're going to be right for you see if that's the right gardener to help yes. you grow your fruit exactly and it's okay to to shop around you go to this one for this you go mm -hmm. to that like but you you owe it to yourself you owe it to the people who have been assigned to you yeah. to cultivate whatever that gift is you owe exactly. it to them exactly so with that being said if someone listening finds that they want to reach out to you and get help or just talk to you or relate with you or something you said mm -hmm. resonated with them, how can we find you? Yes, I am all up and down social media. Uh, I am on Facebook, Shaniqua Johnson RN. I am on uh, Instagram, Shaniqua Johnson RN. I am on Twitter, RN underscore S Johnson. Twitter wouldn't let me be great. Twitter, Twitter just was like, nope, you can't have Shaniqua Johnson RN. So I got RN un underscore S Johnson. Um, I, I stay on social media because that's where people are. Exactly. And I know people need encouragement and motivation. I actually have a Facebook group titled Sisterly Sundays with Shaniqua. And I go on there every Sunday. I do a Facebook Live and I give motivation and encouragement to help people get through the week. So if people want to just just connect with me, they just want to watch. Maybe some people don't want to say anything just yet. Maybe mm -hmm. they just want to watch. They want to see what kind of fruit I'm bearing. Right. Well, come on. Come on into my Facebook group, Shaniqua, Sisterly Sundays with Shaniqua. Um, and, just, and just watch. Just soak up the motivation. And I, I post up things related to what I've spoken about on Sunday to help keep that motivation going on awesome. each each day of the week. Um, if people want to address me personally, they can they can go to my website, which is www.shaniquajohnsonrn.com. They can email me. I always take emails. Whether you're working with me, whether you're a client or not, I take your emails. If you got a question, you need advice about something, you can email me. Info at ShaniquaJohnsonRN.com. Again, info at ShaniquaJohnsonRN.com. You can DM me. You can, what's the other one? You DM, inbox me. Like, I, I don't have a problem with that because when people need help, I'm willing to meet people where they're, where they're at. 
Um, I don't always expect everybody to come out to my events or to do that. Or maybe you just want to get, you want to just get my book. Maybe you want to start there. Maybe you want to just to read and see what's going on um, to try to get some assistance that way. You can always get my books on, on my website, ShaniquaJohnsonRN.com. Um, I didn't know my own strength, how my faith moved my mountains is on Amazon. So you can get it there. I just say people need to start somewhere. And there's so many people out here that is, is giving motivation and encouragement. There's no need for people to sit alone. We right. all have stuff. We all have baggage. You don't have to carry it by yourself. Now, I ain't go, I'm not going to take your, your rolling cart and, <laughs> and your carry-on. I'm not going to carry all of that on my own, even right. though I'm, I'm, I'm all about your inner strength. I'm not going to carry that for you, but I can certainly help you carry your own, your own baggage. Exactly. Or, at least <laughs> or maybe get rid of something. Right. Yeah, I'm packing a little bit. Uh, just a little bit, right? Make it make it. Air, airplane friendly exactly. at the very least exactly so, so yes i try to i try to be where people are sophia uh this is this is why i'm so grateful to you for opening up your platform because this just brought my message to more people mm-hmm. so i thank you so very much for inviting me on um mm-hmm. because this is so important the work that we are doing is so very important and we need to be able to spread the word exactly my my stint here on earth is not about me and as soon as i learned Mm -hmm. that things got better so i I just want to extend that to others um that's all i want to do i I, and we so many women walk around feeling bad about themselves needless Mm -hmm. not knowing that it's normal to feel what you're feeling, but they think yes. it's only them. They're tricked by the media into thinking it's yes. only you and something is wrong yes. with you and you have to keep it in because of it's not okay. It's not it's not user friendly. It's not public mm-hmm. friendly. So for lack of a better word. But right. It's just the I'm just so glad you like I said, you've encouraged me. I, I think I can take this encouragement <laughs> all through the weekend. So um, awesome! I I thank you. I I honor you. I am so humbled by you, you. even being thank here, you. spending your, your morning with me, a portion of your morning with me and with us, imparting your wisdom. And I hope all goes well for you. All of your in, endeavors you. blossom and are fruitful and multiply. Thank 10, you so much. What you put mm. in. Thank you so very much. It, it is my esteemed pleasure. And I hope that the words that I spoke, I hope that it resonated with someone, uh, even if they don't link up with me, whether they link up with you or someone else. But we're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. We're not alone. We make these connections for a reason. Yeah. Um, we hear things. We stumble upon things for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I say it's worth your gift, your gift is worth it. Your gift is worth investigating. Your gift is worth seeking help to, to, to birth out that, that, that beautiful gift that you've been given. So I hope your ladies are encouraged and, and I hope they stay courageous, that they take leaps of faith Mm -hmm. and, and they step out of their comfort zone and, and, and do something, do something that's going to benefit them, but it's going to help other people as well. Awesome. 
So with that, I am going to wrap this episode. So I hope you guys just reach out to Shaniqua. She is an amazing person. I don't even have to tell you that because you heard it for yourself. So please <laughs> reach you. out to her. She is, wow, she got me going. So I'm just going to close this. I don't have nothing else <laughs> cute to say to y'all today because um, I'm feeling a kind of way and I got to go shout. I have to go do something. I can't do the proper English yes. right now. So I'm going to go shout. Y'all do what y'all do, but reach out to her in the interim. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this episode of the courageous coaching podcast feel free to call in with comments and questions anytime the number is 786-749-TLAK that's 786-749-8255 call us and let us know what is on your mind until we meet again be courageous